0: This is The Guardian.
1: I'm Laura Murphy-Oates, coming to you from Gadigal Land, and this is The Full Story... Over the past few weeks, an Australian billionaire has been at the centre of a controversy in the United States.
0: That guy there is uh, somebody named Anthony Pratt, and he's, uh, he's...
1: This story, reported by American media, includes allegations that Donald Trump shared potentially sensitive information about US nuclear submarines with Australia's third richest person, Anthony Pratt. Claims that, by the way, Trump denies.
0: Reportedly, Trump revealed nuclear submarine secrets to an Australian businessman. Yes. He heard that the guy came from Down Under and he thought, well, that's where the submarines are. <laughs> down down Under. He should know. If anyone should know, Wow, wow. I should tell the Down Under guy. Wow.
1: If the allegations are found to be true, there's concerns about whether Australia should trust Trump with our national secrets if he becomes president again late next year. Today, Trump... The Australian billionaire, and the nuclear submarine allegations. It's Monday, the 16th of October.
2: Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news ad free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com newsadfree news ad free. That's
0: amazon.com newsadfree news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy to assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Borough order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at borough.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at borough.com slash ACAST.
1: So, Dan, this story comes from anonymous sources that spoke to the American news outlet ABC News, and it involves an allegation that Trump had a very candid conversation with an Australian businessman at Mar-a-Lago a a few months after he left the White House. Can you set the scene for that conversation?
3: So, Laura, Mar-a-Lago is a private club in Florida. Of course, when Trump was president, he was mostly at the White House, but he also spent a fair bit of time at his sprawling complex in Florida. And it has been described as the Winter White House during the Trump presidency.
1: Daniel Hurst is Guardian Australia's foreign affairs and defence correspondent.
3: Well, one of the people who came to Mar-a-Lago was the billionaire Anthony Pratt. His corrugated packaging firm, Pratt Industries, is based in the United States. It's alleged Pratt told Trump that he believed Australia should start buying its submarines from the United States. This was at the time when Australia was still officially signed up to buy French submarines. And according to the report, an excited Trump, leaning towards Pratt as if to be discreet, then allegedly told Pratt, two pieces of information about US submarines. One was allegedly the exact supposed number of nuclear warheads they routinely carry, and exactly how close they can supposedly get to a Russian submarine without being detected.
1: Now, Dent, when I first read this story, I've got to admit my first reaction was kind of like, so what? You know, Aren't there blueprints of these submarines out there on the internet that anyone can access? Can you break down how sensitive information like this
3: could be? Well, Laura, speaking very generally, countries want to know about other countries' military capabilities. It's all part of the calculus about judging risk and judging uh, what would happen in a a potential conflict. Mm. So routinely, spies of any country will want to know about their military capabilities of, of their potential adversaries. So Russia and China, for example, in broad terms, would be wanting to know and would be trying to find out exactly what the US naval capabilities are.
1: Right. So knowing how many nuclear warheads are on a submarine or how undetectable these submarines are, it could be valuable information, but it's unclear whether it's completely top-level classified stuff. Is that correct?
3: Yeah, I think that's fair to say. And it is important to point out that Trump has completely denied this story. Trump, who uses routinely his own new social media platform called Truth Social, said that the ABC story was, quote, false and ridiculous, other than the fact that I will often state that we make the best submarines and military equipment anywhere in the world, a pretty well-known fact, exclamation mark, close quote. And we should also point out we've asked Pratt for a response multiple times via his company, Visi Industries, but to date, Pratt has not commented on the reports.
1: Right. So just to go back to this news report, though, it alleges that Trump shared this potentially sensitive information in a fairly casual setting, it sounds like, with a a foreign businessman. It's not someone who, you know, was in US politics or government. What is it alleged that Anthony Pratt then did with this information?
3: Well, according to ABC News, it's alleged that in emails and conversations after meeting Trump, Pratt described the former president's remarks to at least 45 other people, including six journalists, 11 of his company's employees, 10 Australian officials, and three former Australian prime ministers. That's what the sources told ABC News.
1: That's a lot of people, Dan.
3: (laughs) That is a lot of people, and sources also alleged that within minutes of Pratt's meeting with Trump one of Trump's former employees heard Pratt relaying to someone else some of what Trump had just said. So that was of immediate concern. And of course, it was fodder for a bunch of late night talk show hosts to make fun of the whole story.
0: Of course, authorities were afraid that Pratt might have told someone else, but he didn't. He didn't tell someone else. He told some 45 else. <laughs> okay, that's not, that sounds bad, but he's Australian, okay? So it's possible no one understood what he was saying.
1: I mean, if these allegations are are true, why would Pratt talk to so many people about this, 45 people apparently?
3: Now, to give a possible insight into all of this, you probably need to know a bit about Anthony Pratt and how he positions himself within Australian US politics. He is a big supporter of Australia's alliance with the US uh, and he and... Trump developed a relationship after Trump won power in 2016. Australian
0: entrepreneur Anthony Pratt announced a new $2 billion investment in box making factories across the United States. But he only did that if Trump won the election, I think. Is that a correct statement, Anthony? Thank
3: you. And Pratt did join Mar-a-Lago, Trump's members' club in Florida. In 2019, Trump attended the opening of a Pratt Industries plant in Ohio, and that was also attended by Scott Morrison, the then Australian PM. And at that event, Trump had high praise for Pratt.
0: Anthony is one of the most successful men in the world. Uh, Perhaps Australia's most successful man, as
1: they say.
3: Now, it appears Pratt sees himself as a valuable link between Australia and the US. Of course, Australia has quite significant interests in the US and how it goes about its business in the region. Pratt hasn't commented publicly, but according to the ABC report, he told others that uh, he spoke about his meeting with Trump to prove that he was advocating for Australia in talks with US leadership.
1: So I want to narrow in on something that you mentioned, that this news report alleged that Pratt shared this information with three former Australian prime ministers. That's a lot of conversations with a lot of prime ministers. You've been trying to find out whether this is correct, and if so, which prime ministers you spoke to. How do you even begin to go about something like that?
3: Yes, so assuming that the initial ABC story uh, is correct in what how it describes this, uh, it became almost a process of elimination. So in Australia, we have seven living former prime ministers, and you know potentially these three that are talked about could be among those seven. And I basically asked each former prime minister whether they had a conversation with Pratt to this effect. And if they did, what did they do with the information? Did they take it to authorities or anything like that? But almost all of them flatly denied receiving any such potentially sensitive information from Pratt. So John Howard, Malcolm Turnbull, Julia Gillard, Kevin Rudd and Paul Keating all have ruled themselves out as having such a conversation with Pratt. Now that leaves two. Those two are Tony Abbott and Scott Morrison. Now Abbott while Abbott did not definitively rule it out, he told us, quote, I don't have any recollection of it. So that's essentially mm. pouring cold water on the idea. And similarly, a spokesperson for Scott Morrison said, quote, Mr. Morrison spoke to Mr. Pratt on numerous occasions over the years and does not recall any conversation where Mr. Pratt relayed what could be considered sensitive information. So none of the former PMs have uh, verified that they'd received such information, most of them flat denials, but two, can't recall.
1: So, Dan, as we know, since this conversation allegedly took place, Australia has struck a deal with the United States and the UK, known as the AUKUS deal. That involves purchasing several US submarines in the 2030s. Are these submarines the same submarines that Trump is alleged to have leaked sensitive information about?
3: No. So the actual sort of finer details of the arrangement were secured under the Albanese government earlier this year. And the first stage of it is to purchase at least three Virginia-class nuclear-powered submarines in the 2030s. And none of these, it's important to say, will have nuclear weapons on board.
1: Right. So if there's a concern that Trump has leaked information about, you know, submarines that Australia then bought, Don't be worried. Different submarines, we don't have nuclear missiles on the submarines that we're getting from the U.S.,
3: That's right. It's not directly comparable. But some Australian politicians have still been pretty unnerved. Simon Birmingham, who was a senior minister in the Morrison government when they were negotiating the AUKUS deal with the Biden administration, said he and other members of Australia's National Security Committee, known as NSC, were expected to keep operational details secret, quote, for the rest of our lives. These are very serious matters. Uh, The secrecy attached to US submarine technology is about as secret as anything can get. The current Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese, has been asked several times about this report, the Trump-Pratt report, and he just basically didn't want to get into the details and he uh, said it's a matter for the US. I am not going to get into uh, US security issues. Not only that, David, I'd be unlikely to discuss Australian security intelligence issues. (laughs)
1: Next, how these allegations could affect Trump's legal woes and Australia-U.S. relations.
2: Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts?
1: So, Dan, in the background of this story is some important context, and it's the fact that Trump is facing multiple court actions right now. One of them is specifically about the sharing of classified government secrets. I think most people would remember this story because of the photos that were released of these kind of government documents piling up in the toilet at Mar-a-Lago. A A big part of the detail being that there seemed to be stuff Everywhere. You read it. A ballroom, a bathroom, a shower, and then
2: a shower. Court filings include photographs of file boxes stored at Mar a Lago in a public ballroom, piled in a bathroom, and spilled
1: out on a storage room floor. What exactly is alleged in that particular
3: court case? So uh, my colleague in The Guardian US, Sam Levine, has explained that this case involves allegations that Trump illegally retained dozens of national defense documents at his Mar-a-Lago club and conspired to obstruct the federal government's efforts to retrieve them. Now, the federal law in the US requires presidential documents to be turned over to the National Archives and Records Administration. Prosecutors say some of the documents were marked top secret, some related to nuclear weapons capabilities and sensitive military training. There was a back and forth between that agency and Trump and his lawyers. Trump's lawyers did hand over a range of documents as requested, but then eventually, in August of 2022, the FBI proceeded to conduct a raid on Mar-a-Lago, and Trump has subsequently been charged with 40 counts of unlawful retention of national defence information and obstruction related offences. Trump has repeatedly pushed for his case to be delayed until after the 2024 election and has repeatedly said he's the victim of a witch hunt.
1: Are these two stories related? Are the submarine allegations that Trump has denied of potential significance in this legal case against Trump?
3: doesn't seem so at this stage. Of course, there are investigators looking into uh, the alleged hoarding of classified information, but it's been reported that this particular conversation, alleged conversation, isn't part of that June indictment. However, it has been also reported that Pratt could well be called as a witness to give evidence in a future case.
1: Right. So currently not linked, but kind of watch this space, it sounds like.
3: Watch this space, indeed.
1: Dan, as we know, Australia is just becoming ever closer to the United States via the Orcas deal. Not only are we buying submarines, but we're increasing the US military presence in Australia over the coming years. And by the end of next year, there is a reasonable chance that Trump could be president again.
2: Begin tonight with brand new CBS polling about the Republican Party presidential field, giving us a better idea of what Republican voters think about former
1: President Trump. He leads a potential 2024 field by healthy margins. Has this story raised concerns in Canberra about whether Australia can trust a potential future Trump presidency without our secrets, our national secrets?
3: Look, I think there's probably a bit of discomfort here in Canberra, but I mean, I'm not sure that it tells us more than we already knew about Trump. However, yeah. in the US, uh, some analysts have, have said it raised concerns about how a Trump presidency would interact with allies. Uh, here's some comment from a former CIA counterterrorism analyst.
0: Our allies cannot trust the United States with information because the president or the former president is willing to give it away for for nothing, for bragging rights. Other countries are going to see us as partners that they cannot trust. And they're going to start reducing
1: the amount of information they're going to give to us.
3: And stories about how Trump handled potentially sensitive material just keep cropping up. So a few months ago, U.S. media reported leaked audio in which Trump appeared to be discussing potentially sensitive material with a writer about Iran.
1: This afternoon, Donald Trump responded to the recording you heard first on CNN, the former president discussing having secret documents that he did not declassify. Trump continues to insist that he, quote, did nothing wrong.
3: The actual audio recording of the former president talking as if he's showing a highly classified document on U.S. war plans against Iran with people not clear to even know it exists, let alone what's in it. Now that's one concern, of course, but I would suggest there's a broader concern about a second Trump presidency, which is about how he's very transactional with allies. Uh, We saw very early in the Trump administration his leaked phone call with Malcolm Turnbull at the time, where there was a bit of haggling over whether he would actually honour a refugee swap deal. And... During his previous presidency, he was very demanding of allies in the region. So maybe more of a concern is whether Trump would actually go ahead with selling the Virginia-class submarines to Australia. It is quite easy to imagine him saying, America first, we need these submarines ourselves. You can build your own submarines.
1: That AUKUS deal was so many years in the making. I mean, it's perceived as one of the biggest kind of deals that Australia has made in terms of foreign relations in many, many years. And what you're saying is that there's a potential, if Trump becomes president, that that kind of just goes away?
3: There is a risk. There definitely is a risk around the nuclear-powered submarines part of the deal. I mean, AUKUS itself probably remains intact, the sort of political-level agreement to collaborate on defence technology. But when it comes to the US actually handing over, selling at least three of its own prized submarines to Australia in the 2030s, I mean, that plan has to survive multiple presidencies and multiple Congress uh, being elected. And this is Trump we're talking about.
1: It does sound like things might heat up in terms of Australia's interest in United States politics over the next couple of years after, I suppose, a, a quiet few years comparatively. Is that fair to say, Dan?
3: Yeah, I think I think it's right. The Biden administration has been comparatively much less of a showy sort of outfit compared mm-hmm. to Trump. And um, what these Trump Pratt allegations really show is that you know, expect the unexpected if there's a return to Trump in the White House.
1: That was Daniel Hurst, Guardian Australia's foreign affairs and defence correspondent. You can read his latest reporting on this, titled "Former PM's Poor Cold Water on Claims Anthony Pratt Told Them Trump's US Submarine Secrets." We've linked to that on the full story page. If you liked this episode, don't forget to subscribe or follow Full Story wherever you listen to podcasts and you can also leave a review. This episode was produced by Karushma Luthria with sound design and mixing by Daniel Simo. The executive producer is Hannah Parks. I'm Laura Murphy-Oates. Thanks for listening.